I'm your host, Wheelchair Rick. I'm a T3, T4 paraplegic. Um, and today, we have uh, another another brave guest coming to us. This guy's pretty awesome. I've known him ever since I, uh, you know, first injury back in 2020 when I came home. Very inspirational guy. Uh, but before we get to him, you know the deal. Let's roll the intro. Welcome to Wheelchair Wednesday. All right, y'all, without further ado, let's welcome our guest, Mr. Clint Cook. What is up, my friend? How are you? What's happening, Rick? I appreciate you having me on, man. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I talked to you like we do everybody a little bit beforehand, and um, we talked about, you know, how I first seen you, and I came across SCIUSA, and you had sent me a sticker, which I have on my wheelchair to this day. Um, you know... Let's before we get into the you know the big questions and everything else, let's get into the SCI USA. Let's talk about kind of like you know when you were first injured, what kind of made you think of it and start that, um, and you can talk kind of talk about your injury too, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Um, yeah, that's when I was. Oh, your audio is breaking in and out for some reason. So, uh, 1988, when I was injured, you got me? You good? Yeah, you're good. You know, social media and, you know, none of this stuff, cell phones, none of this stuff was available. So, you know, it was kind of a trial and error for us, Um, you know, the the OGs of of spinal cord injury, meeting up with people that were injured 10 years before me, you know, um, that just showed me the way. So that was kind of, um, that was my spinal cord injury USA when I was injured was being out in the community. I got involved in sports very early after my injury, um, was able to be one of the founders of the uh, Atlanta quad rugby team back in the late eighties, which was, you know, a a ton of fun and, um, later moved on to play in tennis for a bunch of years. And then I just got old, man. You know, it's 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 a young man's game out there. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, tennis and stuff like that. So you did that while you were in a wheelchair. Did, I mean, how did you like that when you first got into it? Oh yeah, man. I mean, it was great. It was an outlet for me. You know, I mean, um, I was a small town guy. Uh, I was lucky enough, if you want to say lucky, um, to be injured only about forty-five minutes from Shepherd Spinal Center. So. I was, uh, that's where I got to do my rehab at was in Atlanta. Nice. I, um, I spent three months in a general hospital before I ever went to Shepherd because of some other injuries from my accident. And, uh, I can tell you this, my story, if you want, of the accident. And, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. It's, uh, you know, it's all about you. Go ahead. So I was 20 years old. Um, I'd been out drinking all night with a buddy of mine and uh, playing pool. We, um, I had just bought a brand new Trans Am. Uh, nice. The guy that owned the, the guy that owned the pool hall, he had just bought a brand new IROC Camaro. And you know what do twenty year old guys do after they've been drinking? They go out and race, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my injury was a single car injury. I was uh, um, a single car accident. I was the driver. 
Um, I was actually ejected out of the car uh, through the T-tops, and then the car landed back on top of me. So I was, it actually wrapped me between the front tire and the engine. So after breaking my neck on the way out, I was actually stuck to the engine of the car. So I have a huge burn across my back also. um, And that injury was actually worse than a spinal cord injury, if you can imagine, because there was stuff going on. Um, It took them over three months to get the skin graft to take because they didn't realize that uh, my ribs had been charged. So when they were doing the skin grafts, um, several days after the surgery, the skin was dying because it didn't have anything to attach to. You know, it needs it needs living uh, cells to be able to, to grow. Right. I finally realized that it was the ribs that was causing the, the skin grafts not to take, so they had to uh, come in and, and cut off the tips of my ribs on my left side. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, and while they were doing that, they punctured a lung, which was one of the risks they told me about before. So, uh, yeah, so it was three months before I started physical therapy. Um, got to Shepherd, and I was uh, I was at Shepherd for four months. You know, back in the day, they kept us forever. Right. Dang, um, man, you went through a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's crazy hearing everybody's stories. Um, well, with this, also, as you know, this is a live feed, so hello, everybody joining us. Hello, Jody, Eddie, all you people. Um, if they do ask questions on the side here that's worth asking you, we will ask you um, live. Sure. That's that's the beauty of this going live. Um, so that happened to you, racing a car, crashed the car, skin grass, engine burnt the crap out of you. How long ago was that? So that was, uh, it'll be 36 years in April. 36 years, Wow. <laughs> That's a long time to be it's a minute, rolling around. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's literally almost my age. I mean, I'm 37, so I can only imagine. You know what I mean? You were you were not even walking yet. And I was just learning not how to walk. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, and you know, I it's crazy because I I asked this question. Um, as you know, you know, we me and my buddy Ricky Marcado, we manage the SCI Life page, um, yep. which is just growing immensely. And I asked the question the other day. Um, you know, how long have you been down? Like who's been, you know, who on this site's been down the longest. And there was one woman, uh, who commented that she was injured in 1957. I think it was 56 or 57. And like that comment, it just got them like the most likes. And she told her story and I told her, I said, we'd love to have you on, you know what I mean? Talk about it. And just her going through all that time and still being alive to hear today. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost a miraculous thing. Absolutely, absolutely, dude. I mean, before that was before ADA, and you know, back then, and even in the mid '80s, you know, early '80s, late '70s, man, they just put us away. They, they just, they thought that life was over for us. There were no resources for us, so they just kind of just said, "Hey, go home and do what you can," you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, like, it's medical yeah. field has taken leaps and bounds since then. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And, and I'm proud of you guys for starting your page, man. You guys are doing great. I love seeing the growth. Um, I, you know, Spinal Cord Injury USA um, took off well beyond the means that I ever thought it would. You know, I, I started right. it 
in hopes of just being able to reach out to some people. Never in a million years thought I would have close to 14,000 people. Yeah, you know? I'm so glad to be a part of that one. That was the first one that I joined. And I remember when you sent me the sticker, like, I didn't even have to pay you anything. You just sent it to me. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, dude, that made me feel more like I was in the club. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's like kind of why, like, I have my shirts, you know, the wheelchair mafia shirts I make. Um, sometimes when we do our live podcasts, I, I give them away. I just I ship them to people. And, yeah, it costs me a little bit of money. But, yeah, um, right. yeah. yeah, it gets the point across and it makes people understand that, hey, we're in this together go out there and let people know, you know, you're not afraid. You're not a victim. You're here having a great life. You can have a good yeah. life. Yeah, um, so now that we've gotten all that, let's pick up the question note cards and go from there. Uh, the number two question I have for you is, would you walk if you could? And I know you've watched this program before, so you kind of understand what that means. If you could go back and switch it all, what would you do? And there, you know, man, there's two answers for that. Um, the early days after your first injury, and this is probably for most people with spinal cord injuries. Yes, I would have loved to have walked again. Um, I would have loved to have walked out of the hospital, you know, and, and be an able-bodied, productive member of society uh, and be able to go about my life as I was before. Right. Um, 36 years later, I wouldn't change a thing. I, I, I honestly would not change a thing uh, because what my injury did for me was it literally opened doors that would have never, ever happened to me uh, or happened for me. I was a house painter, um, loved my job. I was good at it. I made good money. Um, but that is the path that I was on, you know, I, I wasn't a college bound student out of high school. I, you know, I learned to trade from my father and that was the path that I was going to be on. Final cord injury opened doors for me that again, never would have been open before, you know, getting involved in wheelchair sports, meeting other people in wheelchairs, which opened doors for traveling, uh, playing, uh, played rugby all over the country, uh, playing tennis on an international level. None of those things would have ever happened um, if I hadn't have broke my neck. It wouldn't even have been, it wouldn't even have been talked about, you know. Right. So no, today I would not. Uh, and and it's it's funny. I was in a meeting. It was a couple of years ago. Uh, you've heard of the exoskeleton? Yeah. Yep. It's uh, you know it's a device that that you know you can connect yourself to and. And it gives you the ability to basically gait, not necessarily walk, but but step forward. Um, back then, the retail price on it was probably $100,000, you know? Um, yep. I was in a meeting with the people that owned Exoskeleton, skeleton, and they posed the question, um, Clint, would you pay $100,000 for Exoskeleton? And I didn't even hesitate and said, no, I would spend $100,000 on a Ferrari before I ever. <laughs> All right, you know? Ferrari, you get more fun out of, huh? Right, no doubt. And, and, I don't, and I don't say that to take away from anybody's hope or dream of, of one day being, you know, connected to something that's helping them walk. I'm, I'm all for it for the next person. Absolutely. Right, right. and, you know, it's, it's kind of – 
it's an interesting point because I mean, kind of off, you know, the topic of the questions and stuff, but like to walk again is some people that's like all they think of. That's all they care about. That's all they spend their time thinking about is I will walk again. I will walk again. And great for you. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But I'm kind of a realist. So it's like when this happened to me, I made the choice. And from that moment on, once you, once you get comfortable and you say, okay, that old me is gone. There's nothing I can do to get it back. Now I got to figure out what I'm going to do from here. Once you get that mindset, it's for me, at least it's like, I don't even care. It doesn't, I don't think about walking like, like that. Yeah. So it's like when people are praying for me, like I want to pray for you to walk again and all this and that. It's like, first of all, do you realize that if I do walk again, I have scoliosis so bad that I won't be able to walk without a, without an aid. Um, so it's like, I don't want to be that, that I can move a lot faster in my chair. You know what I mean? Sure, it'd be, it'd be good to get up and grab stuff here and there, like get up on the top shelf and stuff, yeah, but, you know. Absolutely. And, and on that topic, and, and we'll probably stray off topic, you know, all, all day long, but on that topic about, because it's a hot topic when people will post in the group, you know, somebody stopped me in the grocery store today and, and wanted to pray for me. You know, I, I let those people do that. I don't want to take that away from the individual that... Right. Uh, that that feels like prayer is good and and for that person that's awesome uh it doesn't bother me at all to spend a couple of minutes of my time for someone that feels like that prayer will help me when in return it's helping them also you know oh yeah absolutely i mean i'll let them pray because i mean i you know i if it's gonna help it might help some i don't know i'll you know i and i i pray myself so it's like i don't feel nothing bad about it you know so yeah. Um, I guess, but sometimes it's like when people really bug you about it, that's one of my pet peeves. And we're going to get to yours here in a little bit once we get down this uh, list here. But, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, I guess that is one of my pet peeves when people just stop me. And they <laughs> always say, well, hey, you know, have you tried this? Do you want to try that? And I'm just like, listen, man, like, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, I've tried it. We, we know. If I start feeling stuff again in my legs, maybe, but, sure. you know. Um, here's a big one. Dating slash married. What are your feelings on that? Oh, dating slash married. Um, I am single. I have been single for for a minute. Uh, I do date. Um, I have been married, and I have been divorced three times in my uh, wheelchair career. So uh, three times. Three times. Wow. <laughs> yep. I got married. Um, so I was injured when I was twenty. Uh, I got married when I was twenty. 324 to my pool hall sweetheart and nice. um, that didn't last long but you know it had nothing to do with with me being a chair it was it was lifestyle you know mostly yeah um, and then yeah so and then two other times married and divorced um love love the idea of marriage love the idea of being um in a relationship with one person and uh you know I'm out there. I'm, I put myself out there to date. So what you're saying is it's possible. It's possible to go out and still do the stuff and not have to worry about it. It is. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, in the dating world, uh, which is another it's another hot topic in our groups, you know, you see it all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, do you do you do you still date? You know, and, and my question is, well, why wouldn't you, you know, um, or you'll see the individual that 
is more on the, we'll just say on the, the lower spectrum, maybe, you know, depression, you know, I, oh, I feel bad because I'll never be able to date again because I'm in a wheelchair. Um, if that's how you think, that's probably how it is going to end up. Yeah. You know, this, uh, life in general is, um, and especially in the dating world, is, is about confidence. People are attracted to confidence, whether it's in the dating world, the business world, the social world. People love confidence. Absolutely. Yep. It's, it's all about mindset and how you present it. You know what I mean? How you present yourself. Um, and you got it. You got to be confident in yourself and love yourself before anybody else is sure. going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, so that's good. That's good. I'm glad uh, that we, you know, was able to establish that. But three times. Wow, man. In and out. He's, 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 ah. I'm a glad punishment, brothers. What can I say? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you ever seen a Bronx tale? They say you're only allowed three great ones in your lifetime. Yep, yep. 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 Love that movie. Um, oh, here, number four, pet peeves. What is your pet peeves? Oh, my God, dude. So I live my life in a positive mindset as much as possible. So do I have pet peeves? Probably the things bother me. I don't know, maybe some. Um, enough to actually put any thought into it. I don't really think about it. You know, I and I've seen your show and I know this I knew this question was coming. <laughs> like, right. How am I gonna answer that? You know, because I don't know that I have really any pet peeves enough that would warrant a conversation about, you know. I mean, yeah, right. you get you get um you have parking issues. We all have parking issues. You know, you, you pull up into the Walmart, <coughs> all five spots are taken, you know, so you have to park out a little bit further away. Okay, so big deal. Um, yeah, that happens and, to me all the damn time, and that's I know, dude. stupid. Um, I just take up two spots. I park diagonally, I take up two spots, and then I get out. Yeah, yeah, and if that's what it takes, that's what it takes, you know. Uh, I would say... Um, one thing that, that would bother me the most is that there are people out there like yourself, like you guys that, that you know, have your group, um, you know, Spinal Cord Injury USA, uh, people that are in the community that are making things available, and you almost have to pry people out to get them to do something. Um, I mean, I, I live in a, in a very active city. I mean, Atlanta... Our, our disabled population is huge. Um, we have Catalyst Sports. We have United Spinal Association of Atlanta. Um, Spinal Cord Injury USA. Life Rolls On comes over here once a year for a big adaptive skate event. And you almost have to beg people to come out to do things. Right. Um, that, you know, it, it's the old cliche that you know, 10% of the people are doing 90% of the work. Yeah. Well, and it's like you said, it's hard to get people to come out to do things. And it's like, you know, I, I was there too. Sometimes I'm there even now. It's where I don't, I don't want to go out. I don't want to interact with people. I don't want to, you know what I mean? Go do all these extra things. But what I found is, is that once you get over that hump of, ah, I guess I'll do it. You know what I mean? Go out. Once you get there and you're doing it, then you're like, damn, I'm glad I came and did this. You know right, what I mean? Absolutely. Um, yep. What is something that you wish you could do that you can no longer do? Man, I miss throwing Frisbee on the beach. I tell you, if, if there's one thing 
literally that that I do miss is is throwing frisbee on the beach. I used to love a good game of frisbee. We used to throw frisbee yep. in the street. Yep. And I didn't grow up around the beach, but we went a lot. Um, and we would, you know, at home we would play five hundred. We would play ultimate frisbee. Um, run around with just you know your terry cloth shorts on and no shoes and you know cold beer waiting on the sidelines for you that's i, I kind of miss that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's funny because a lot of people are going to be like well you can still throw a frisbee can't you absolutely i can throw a frisbee absolutely but you can't but chase you, after it and run and grab and dive and do all the stuff you used to be able to do i remember doing all that man it's a good workout you get a good frisbee game going you're going to be huffing and puffing at the end absolutely especially yeah, if you got absolutely. somebody that can't throw it straight <laughs> yeah um yeah that's a good one i've never heard that one before that's uh it made me remember my frisbee days that was, right? that's fun it's fun activity um this is not really a question but i got on the back of a card what type of wheelchair do you got and do you got a name for it i don't have a name for it i have a eagle sports chair which is uh, a local guy uh, out of georgia that has built sports chairs uh for years i mean he i've been injured for 35 years and he's probably been building wheelchairs for 40 plus years um nice so it's um it's just a rigid frame um you know manual chair right oh yeah i like the white so you don't got a name for it huh I don't. I don't name my cars or my wheelchairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I don't know. I've always done for some reason. I, I figured more people did it, but the more I asked, the more I noticed that nobody, not everybody like thinks like me, I guess. I don't know. Right? Um, what is the thing, or actually, before we get to that, what's your pain level like? You got any pain? Uh, I do. I have pain. Uh, my right hand, so my injury being incomplete uh, and even still being a quad, I have finger function on my left side. Uh, my right side, it stays closed all the time. Um, no function at all. I have tenodesis, so I can I can pick up things and hold on to them. Mm -hmm. uh, but this hand, whether it's arthritis or just um, the fact that it's closed all the time, it, it hurts like crazy. Um, but the only time I notice it is when I'm not doing something, you know, right. I'm just chilling. Uh, when I lay down at night, my hand hurts. Uh, but during the day, you know, I'm up at six 30 in the morning and I'm in my chair for, you know, 18 hours, you know, 18, 19 hours. Um, and now I'm not going to lie. I'll come home and take a nap after work, but you know, right. I'll get back, you know? Um, so for me, my pain, uh, I don't notice it during the day because I'm because I'm busy doing something all day long. Right, right. Which I mean, that's um, you know a lot of it too. Like it, it, I was told this in rehab: if you lay there all day and mope about your pain, you, you just that's what's going to happen. You're just going to sit there in pain. But if you get up, go do stuff, keep active, you feel better. Um, yep. Now me, I got hardware in my back, so it's like yeah. it's always there. I hate it. The pain is just I'm always at at least a three. <laughs> Most days it's like up to a four, four and a half. Um, but that's something I was thinking about doing is getting my hardware taken out. I don't know, you know, anything about it. That's just something I got to research and check out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting knowing some people, you know, like even their, the injuries that they've had, they've sustained the pain levels. Like it's all, sometimes just none, they don't have any. 
Um, which would be great. I, I envy you guys for that. <laughs> at, about the, at about the T7 level and, and lower T7, T8, those guys, man, that's where most of the, the guys have got most of the time. Yeah. Level pairs. Yep. And I hate it because I know it's a real thing, dude. I used to work with a guy. He would literally double poop. Oh, you're breaking in and up again. Can't hear you. I would say a, a buddy of mine, um, knowing that it's a real thing, pain is, he would just literally double over. Just be talking to you and all of a sudden just double over in pain. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, I, I've got a couple people that, that I've talked to face to face that I've seen him just like wince in the pain. And I'm just like, man. That's crazy, know. dude. Yeah, it's nuts. Um,. What is the one thing that helped you the most after your injury? So I was sitting in my room, in my rehab room at Shepherd. Uh, you know, because it did take me four, three months to get to Shepherd. So I'm, I'm three, four months into my injury. And the thing that helped, helped me the most and the thing that stands out the most to me is um, – a guy came into my room, um, he was in a chair, and he just told me, um, you know, Clint, I know how you feel. You know, I know things are bleak right now, you're young. He said, but I want you to know, um, you can still date, you can still drive a car, you can still work. And this guy, he, he, he walked the walk, dude. I mean, he wasn't just in there to, to fill me up with a bunch of bullshit. He literally worked at Shepherd in the IT department. He was uh, on his way to Seoul, Korea for the Paralympics. Drove nice. a, you know, a nice car, had a girlfriend. Lived as, as normal life as possible. And I went on a uh, camping trip while I was still at Shepherd. It was a you know weekend outing. And I saw that same guy in the swimming pool floating around. All the pretty therapists were hanging out with him, you know, and I'm like, I'm sitting on the sidelines, and I'm like, I want to be like that guy, you know? Right. And, uh, yeah, so that that helped me more than anything at all. And I'm still friends with that guy today. We just saw each other a couple of months ago. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's crazy that you say that because when I was in my rehabilitation, Mary Freebed, a guy came in and his name was Pierre and um, he was from France, but he had got uh, shot in a home invasion and they shot him in his back. And he was telling me about the story that he had. He lost his wife and it was horrible, but like he gave me kind of the confidence to kind of like buck up and do it. So, I mean, that's, that's awesome that people still do that. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Well, that was, that was even back then they did that. You know what I mean? Sure, absolutely, dude. And then that's one reason that I still do peer support today. I mean, I still, on my own time, go down to Shepherd Center and, and speak to people in their in their room, you know, and that's because someone did that for me. I certainly don't mind giving that back. Right. Absolutely. That's kind of why I like doing this, you know, it's. Uh, we do. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Yeah. Like not only is it is it helpful, hopefully, obviously, to other people, but like even for me and like people like you, it's just to have a conversation. It's it makes you feel better. It's kind of like therapy. You know what I mean? It is. No, it's, um, it's, when I watch your shows, it is, I will turn everything off around me 
I'll pull it up on my iPad so everything's a little bit bigger, and I'll listen to the you know the whole interview, and nice. it will take me back sometimes to where I was you know in, in a bad place. Um, you had a guy on there a couple of months ago, and I don't remember the exact story, but I'm like, man, that guy is talking about me exactly, you know? Right. And, and being injured 35 years and still being able to learn and grow from someone that was injured, um, you know, for five or six years. Uh, that's where we as individuals have to come to our community because the individual that's been hurt for three months can still mean something to the individual that's only been injured for a month oh yeah absolutely yeah I've, I've been told a lot by people like they're like man like you sound like you've been down for 10 15 years i know to listen <laughs> to you talk and the way you you know you the way you handle yourself um i would have thought you were injured forever you know for real <laughs> all right well yeah, i appreciate it i guess that's just my i don't know my the way i go about it i guess right um our our buddy albert shaw uh, it's, it's a live show, so he's in the comments. He said, Clint, tell Ryan Cress hi. I don't know who Ryan Cress is, but. I will tell Ryan Cress hi. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's like I, I'm glad that you guys gave me the, the opportunity to do this. And that's what, that's what makes this whole thing is you guys coming on here and telling your stories. And that's why I tell everybody, you don't have to pay anything. You ain't got to do anything special. Um, just get on there. I'll ask you a few questions and tell your story. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love it, dude. I love it. You're doing great things, brother. I appreciate it. Um, next question, hobbies. We talked a little bit about Frisbee. Uh, you did a little bit of racing in your younger years. What is your hobbies that you do now? Do you do anything so, now? I play pool. That is uh, that is my big social outlet. I play for um, – I play in a league for APA. i one of the first things I did while I was still at Shepherd, one of the things that I enjoyed the most before I was injured, um, besides throwing the Frisbee, was playing pool. Um, and at Shepherd, they had a pool table in the rec room, and my dad and I would break away. And, um, you know, I still didn't have any hand function at all, so we had to use like a, we would sometimes use tape to tape the pool stick to my hand. And then a rec therapist saw what we were doing, and she made a um, basically a, a gripper for me, a clasp that would uh, Velcro around my hand into the pool cue. And uh, and I started playing pool at Shepherd, and and I've played all 35 years of my injury. Nice, nice. See, I got a buddy uh, who's really into pool. Shout out, Todd. He. Uh, He's got multiple, couple pool tables. He's got $1,000 sticks and just, like, all this crazy stuff. Um, but the thing is, like, I, I played pool, tried to play pool in, uh, you know, rehab. And, you know, to try to play pool in a manual chair was, I don't know, it's weird. It's not, it's not <laughs> built for pool, so you got to kind of, like, maneuver your body and twist around. I haven't given it much tries since then, but, like, that'd be something I wouldn't mind doing, going out and just checking out some pool maybe and hanging out, but that's always something, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know what you like until you get into it. Absolutely, and and that's one thing that, you know, everybody that I play with on, on Tuesday nights, I'm the only person in a chair, you know, so it's like I'm just hanging out with an able-bodied community that I can compete against and, and win, you know, sometimes. I'm not a great player, but if you match me against the same skill level, my chances are pretty good at winning. Right, right. I definitely probably would not want to play you. Um, let's look over here. 
We got a question from Megan Hearn. She said, hi, what was the first thing you wanted to do when you got home from the hospital, I'm guessing? I'd say when I drive, drive was the first thing I wanted to do. Drive a car again. Yeah, I was asking that question before. By the, t by the time I was conscious and able to carry on a conversation, my first questions to the doctor was, will I be able to drive again? Uh, I was always into hot rod cars. Um, I wouldn't say that cars are a hobby of mine, but I'm a car guy. You know, I love going to car shows. Um, yep, ditto. Yeah, 100%. My focus was driving from day one getting home, and it didn't take me very long. It, the only reason I was held up from driving was saving up money to buy a car. Right. Right. Yeah. And I tell everybody too, like, you know, it is possible. That's possible. Anything's possible in this life. You can still do it. You just got to kind of either want to do it or figure out a way. Now, not everybody. Now I've seen some quads who don't have the function. They, it's just, Absolutely. it's too weak. Um, which sucks. I mean, I can only imagine, but I mean, it's the people that can do it. It's possible. If you think about it, you know what I mean? Just hit up your local rehabilitation center, see if insurance will cover it. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of times insurance will pick up that bill. Um, what about travel? You like traveling? I do like traveling. Um, with my career in sports, also, um, the first 25 years or so of my injury, I traveled extensively uh, around the United States, calling on hospitals for work. Um, I've been in the medical supply industry since 1993, so, um, I have traveled all over the country again calling on doctor's offices hospitals uh playing rugby played all over the country uh playing tennis all over the country so yeah i have traveled a bunch and, and most of that was was air travel nice now when you mentioned rugby um it kind of threw up a flag in my mind earlier um you know i interviewed a guy named i think his name was colin cook uh he was from the uk he was one of my first wheelchair wednesdays um, he himself was not in a wheelchair, but he was getting wheelchair rugby to play on grass um, oh, over wow. in the UK. And so, like, he was super excited about it. And they just actually just did that. They just got it crossed. So I want to give one of those for him. Congratulations, Colin, if you're watching. Um, we're going to get back with him, too. But, yeah, rugby. I've seen these guys in wheelchairs out playing rugby and, like, even football or whatever. And it's like... Man, you guys are just going hard. I mean, I, I get you can't feel it, but, like, geez, man, like, these guys get injuries and have to sit out for months. It's crazy. People, you know, when I was playing, people would ask me, you know, what's the what's your favorite part of rugby, you know? And, and my answer was always that there was no greater feeling than knocking somebody out of their wheelchair. <laughs> oh, this is like, bim, bim, that, was the highlight, that was the highlight of my night whether it was practicing against my own team or in a tournament <laughs> nice nice um who would have thought the the leader of right. sci usa just loves knocking people over in wheelchairs <laughs> oh i'm gonna give you one of these all right um so the last question that i got for you which i think is one of the most important is what is the best piece of advice that you could give somebody right now uh, who was newly injured? Man, I have a, a almost a canned answer for that, and it is don't wait till you're walking to start living again. You know, I mean, don't don't get in that mindset that okay, I'll go back to school when I start walking. 
I'll start driving when I'm walking, you know, right. um, I'll go back to work when I'm walking. I'll start dating when I'm walking. Don't wait for that. Live, start today. Like this is how it's going to be. And, and when I'm talking to a person that's newly injured, I'll tell them, look, I'm not taking away your faith, your hope. I hope you walk brother. I hope you do. I, I, I mean, I, if that's what is planned for you, I hope that that comes true for you. But don't get behind the eight ball, because if you wait three or four years and then you realize, well, maybe I'm not going to walk. You're out of shape, you know, you, you, you're, you have bed sores or, you know, you're having, pro you know, you're having skin problems. If you start today, like this is how it's going to be, you're going to have a better chance at having a, a successful life. And I don't mean financially successful. I mean living a life that people would look at and say, you know what, that dude's kind of got it made. You know, he's he's living he's living his best life. Right, right, awesome. Well, let's give him a round of applause for that. Thank you, Clint, for coming on. I appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're gonna keep you in the loop for future stuff. If we got any kind of shows that we want to look back or whatever, we'll we'll hit you up. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely want to definitely want to uh, you know say thanks for uh, you know the beginning the SCI USA man that stuff right there kind of changed my outlook like I said um, definitely want to get you with you on some of that stuff too because I, I got some stickers I want to trade you. Hey, absolutely, and and that whole sticker thing, man, I was floored by the response that I got from that. I I bought like a hundred stickers, right, mm -hmm. and uh, and I threw it out there on Spinal Cord Injury USA. I sent out over a thousand stickers. Ooh, man, that That's had to cost you a pretty penny. Was. I mean, I have, I, I kept having to buy stickers and actually somebody in our group that has a spinal cord injury, his son or son-in-law works for uh, sticker mule is who I was buying my. Oh, from. nice. And he actually, the son or the son-in-law gave me like a $300 credit. Wow. Stickers. So uh, that is amazing. From somebody in the group that had a spinal cord injury that, that helped us along with that. That is amazing. Heck yeah, man. Well, shoot, it was good hanging out with you, Clint. Stick with me real quick. Everybody else, if you do want to be on this show, send me a message. Find me on Facebook, uh, YouTube, comment, do whatever. I mean, there's easy ways to get a hold of me, folks. Take a dub, put a note on it, send it out. I'll get it somehow. Uh, besides that, we'll see you on next week's episode. Uh, until then, thanks for watching. This is Wheelchair Wednesday. Good night.